do you think that's like a really important thing in like everything or should it be based off of like skills like oh that's a really good and broad question mm-hmm. um so i remember last time we were talking about sports and and gender in terms of um the gender dichotomy and how sports really struggling with that in the, in many cases um I think as long as they're given equal opportunity and equal respect, then the skill can kind of speak for itself and that will obviously be the last determinant. But I think the problems that we have in today's society is that women aren't given the same opportunities, aren't given the same respect, and so it's a lot harder for them to obviously get to where they want to be in life. So, yeah. Broad, broad question. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I, I don't know, there's this, um, like, do you have, like, you pick a person based on skill, or do you pick them because, you know, they're a man or they're a woman, or, you know, like, I think it should yeah. be based off of your skill. And if it's... Yeah, of course. And um, in the U.S., there was a someone who got fired from Google... Because he, he, he was saying that there's biological differences and all that. And um, it didn't go well with the media and everything. He got fired. Uh, mm. um, he was just saying that there, that women in tech and stuff like that, like, women don't want higher positions of power. They want to stay home. And they were, you know, you know he, he was making, like, he had evidence. But, you know, when you're going against kind of the grain of things, like, you're not supposed to say that. Yeah, it was, it was really, it, it kind of blew up in his face, but then it also made him like a superstar. Like it was like you know, like everyone wants to know what he thinks of what, what what's going on with him. Yeah, well, I think obviously there are biological differences that would you know warrant some different treatment. I mean, there are only very few cases where that's necessary, but obviously skill is the determinant that everything you know should be based on in terms of getting a job. But it's just the preconceptions people have of women and what they can do really holds us back because people don't think we're capable of doing everything when we are. And that's obviously discrimination. Uh I just don't like, you know, it's hard to like lay down the, like if you give someone, you say these are the facts, this is what, 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 what we know, you know, like. I don't know, in the 60s, you know, when women were pretty much not allowed to do anything, you know, it was it was like, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're this and that, you're not as smart as a man. Um, that was, that that is, that is ludicrous, but like, that, the, mm. the idea that we are different and stuff made sense, like, you know, what they based the research on was that, oh, men have bigger brains, so we're smarter. That's, that's not you can't just say that without having evidence and correlations and like all that stuff that you need to yeah you know say that statement so if and that we later found out that that statement is false the guy the i forget the person who provided evidence had no real evidence but when when something is like you know it, it defies our views you know like you know yeah you know men are naturally stronger than women i'm not saying that women can't be as strong as men, but if you, you know, put the strongest man versus the strongest woman, the strongest man is gonna win, um, most most of the time, unless there's something else going on. But 
that I'm I'm always try to try to point that out and it it really I just don't know how to explain that to someone without sounding like you know like I'm, I'm trying yeah and like just, we spoke just, about that last time in terms of sports but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter who's biologically stronger like all that the sort the feminist movement is asking for is for just equality a respect and it doesn't really matter who's biologically stronger and, you know, the extremities of the strongest person, the strongest woman put face to face. It's the real life everyday situations that need attention in terms of like the pay gap and even things like domestic violence and just treatment in in public spaces and, you know, catcalling and harassment, every single little or not little, but seemingly little to some, but obviously big everyday life issues that we struggle with as women. That's sort of the area that I think needs focus. Yeah. How do you, like, how do you handle all that? Like, you know, especially the cat calling and all that stuff, you know, um, I'm not going to lie about 50 to eight. I don't know. I don't know the exact percentages, but a lot of men objectify women. You know, it's all about, oh, she's prettier than this one or, you know, uh, body parts or this and that or like she's ugly she's pretty like it's a, and like what's pretty it's not pretty it's based on television and media and what, what what's kind of shoved down the throat of you know us as people like oh this is what you should believe as a society this is what's good this is what's bad yeah well i honestly i haven't been subjected to it a lot I think I just I, I live in a nice area, I guess, in Sydney's all like I'm there is obviously improvement to be made, but definitely it's worse in America, hundred percent. Especially, you know, all those videos that went viral where they would get a mum or just someone to, you know, put a camera around, you know, at their waist or something like that, a hidden camera and walk down the street and their son would be watching the video and the son would see how their mum was being treated. Um, and it was appalling. So I definitely think it's a lot worse in um, America, 100%. But uh, for me, it hasn't been too much of an issue. I mean, obviously, when I do go out um, with my friends, if I go to a club or something, it's obviously going to happen. Um, and sometimes it, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is when they obviously touch you without any consent. That's obviously completely illegal and it's horrible and I'm more focused now on the music I think you've seen it on my YouTube so it's not just even what's happening in the club if you take a second and you listen to the music that is being played and you listen to the lyrics this is where it gets quite interesting because we are so desensitized and we kind of have to ask ourselves where did this idea come from this objectification and sexualization a lot of it is perpetrated through popular music. And so when I'm, you know, dancing with my friends, I mean, half of me is loving it, but the other half is like, I shouldn't be dancing to this music because the lyrics are so, so sexist and no wonder guys are treating us like that. Like, no wonder they're, you know, catcalling and touching us in inappropriate ways because the music that we are all listening to and all approving through buying the music, through listening and singing along with it, is so unbelievably sexist and objectifying. And that's why on my YouTube channel I do so many um, 
covers of sex's popular songs, but I change the lyrics and I'm kind of making like a, like a parody, a, a statement towards the artists that have sung it in a way that's it's funny, it's still catchy, it's still got the tune and the vibe of the song, but the lyrics are really taking a feminist approach to popular music. Yeah, that's that's interesting because, I mean, well, I mean, one of my favorite artists is the most you know Eminem. I can't even say his name, Eminem. <laughs> and his stuff, I don't know. I don't know. I've listened to it. I've listened to it. It's just so catchy. Some of the stuff he says, I'm like, oh my god, he really said that. Like, like it was something you know. He spoke the way he 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 like. If when someone's unfiltered like that and says things you know a lot of people said to themselves you know you're not supposed to say this you're not supposed to talk about that um so it, it really it really puts me off when someone does that and they're not you know being themselves but then you also have those songs that i just don't like i honestly don't know the lyrics but it sounds great like it's just yeah you know, it's catchy you know and they might be 100%. saying I, I like i have no idea but like um what's that guy I think you did the cover of uh, what's his name, uh, Khalid, DJ Khalid. Is that the one? You yeah. Did? Yeah. So like that. And Rihanna. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I did um, Wild Thoughts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that's what's dangerous though, because we don't really think about it that much. We just sort of almost unconsciously have the lyrics ingrained in our mind. And you take that song, for example, and. What I did is I obviously picked it apart and restructured and rewrote it to be not objectifying. And in doing that, I, I realized just how objectifying it was. It was really confronting to see some of the things that were said, even in a song that's played on radios internationally. And even my younger sister, who's only 15, and her friends, they will sing it um, word for word. And they have no idea what they're saying. and They have no idea how horrible the lyrics are and that's something i really want to raise awareness of yeah and why do you think this type of music so kind of popular like you know especially those you know is it just because it's so provocative and people just want to hear something they've never heard before honestly i i don't think it's the lyrics it's obviously as you were saying it's just so catchy it's got the feel makes you want to dance obviously that's why it's successful but I don't know why the lyrics are – I just – I don't know why. I think it must be in that pop music and R&B culture, the actual artists mm-hmm. have that mindset. They're rich. They're famous. They, you know, feel as if they can get any girl they want. And I guess it's sort of like an entitlement thing. They just want to show everyone that's their life and they'll – They'll put it in their music as a way of showing off. I guess that's why they do it. Um, but I, I don't know why it would be successful. I, I cannot understand why people would choose such sexist, objectifying lyrics, especially seeing as it's sometimes not relevant at all and not relatable at all to the everyday person. All these, you know, all, all the stories about, you know, clubbing and. Mm-hmm. Being filthy rich and having a million girls at your house, like it's not actually relatable to to the everyday person. So I struggle to understand why it's really relevant at all. I feel like it's because that's where most people want to be. They want to be rich. They want to be that's this. True. 
Um, so I think that's really a huge aspect, you know, when I listen to whatever, you know, I imagine myself in that situation, especially Eminem, his earlier stuff was more about him being in a bad neighborhood, being in a, you know, bad, bad environment and being bullied and stuff. So I could relate to that. And once he got, you know, money and all that, he just did other stuff that I wasn't really into. Um, but yeah. I still imagine like, oh, imagine if I could live that life or, you know, like what if I, you know, all of a sudden I could rap. I've tried it. It's not, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I just Yeah. And like, obviously yeah. there's nothing wrong with like aspiring to be rich and famous if that's what you really want to do. And it's just a problem when one of the signs of being rich and one of the sort of, um, sort of right rites of passage or whatever the saying is, is if you have, you know, many women that you can just objectify and use and you have them in the palm of your hand. It's unfortunate that that's sort of become a sign of wealth and fame because it's not, it's no longer just about that person. It's tying in other people and really perpetuating this image of women as submissive and able to be objectified. So it's really unfortunate and yeah, that's probably right. It's in the music because they want to show it off and people want that. So they listen to that and get the vibes and imagine that they're in that situation. So yeah, maybe that's why it is popular, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, like think Drake comes to mind. Like everyone wants to be what Drake did. You know, his first, his best song is started from the bottom. Now I'm here or whatever. So it's like. Yeah everyone just likes that story and they want they want fame fortune and people and you know and you know they objectify women in that way so it it, i think it's a cultural thing more than more than like you know you know people have to do because like if you think about it like women have been oppressed for oh forever i mean like there's things you couldn't do 20 30 years ago um you're, you're mostly stay-at-home mom. You weren't going to leave. You weren't going to go to work. Um, it, was, it wasn't until, I say, maybe the early 2000s, early late 90s, where women were actually put into, like, positions of power. Um, and, you, you know, even that, like, you know, men are just more, com- honestly, we're just more competitive. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, if you say someone's competitive, it's just, like, I, just, I, I always try, like, I can't wrap my head around, like, like I sound, it sounds bad when I say, like, men are more competitive than women. That's just, I try to, try to rationalize that, and I, I know it's true in my mind, and I think that's, that's right. I don't know if it's though. Because I feel, like, I mean, I just don't, I don't know why there's such a disparity is it because like there's so many factors that's the problem there's many things that go into that of course i could just say women are less competitive but i honestly there's probably more to it than that um and i think that when i i say oh an explanation as to why women aren't as involved in the workforce Mm -hmm. and and just competitive like you know men just i think they are most of the, I mean, I think, I'm not not saying that there's outliers because there is always outliers. There's women that are super competitive, but you know. But I think that they they have the same women and men very much. So I think have the same work. I think it's just mm-hmm. because traditions and customs and 
the way we've all been brought up has suppressed women into roles that there are much more domestic and I mean, if you if that's the path you want to take, go ahead. That's fine. But in terms of education and opportunities, obviously women aren't given nearly enough the same as men, and I think that's the cause for it. Not the, that women are less competitive, because if you put two children who are exactly the same and they have the same um, traits, the same personality traits, they're just as competitive, but you give them completely different resources, obviously you're going to get a different result. So it's got nothing to do with the trait of competitiveness, in my opinion. It's what they're given, the opportunities that they're given. And obviously there are stories of people who made it from the bottom and have made a life of themselves from nothing. But and so, so, of course, competitive come competitiveness comes into it but in this case I think it's the fact that we aren't given the same opportunities as men I could see that I, I like I, I always I, like I know that you're there's certain I'm not gonna lie there's certain industries where you can women can't really go into and it's more difficult for them um, but then there's you know it should be, I just believe it should be based on skill. Like, no matter your race, color, or gender, um, it should be. 100%. If you're not, if you're not going to, say you wanted to be a, a, a mechanic or something, um, it's just a base, and you, you don't know how to do anything, or you, you're not as good of a mechanic as the other person, well, the other person should get the job because they're the best mechanic. Whether it's yeah. a man, woman, or, you know, whatever whatever it as long as they're the best i just think it should be based off skill and certain industries are kind of going towards this like especially tech industries you know uh, they want they want women so they'll hire a woman before they hire a man even though the man may be more skilled to say you know or you know they're, they're more true. willing to hire that's the woman and that's yeah. the one few things that i see um, of course, women are not. Um, I mean, they're they're. I don't know. I just feel like the standards should be the same for everybody across the board. Um, sometimes it's not the same. Sometimes people change their minds, but I, I feel like it should be based off skill and a lot of lot of stuff. Like you can get into a really good school if you're you're a woman and you're um, from another country, just because you're. You, you came from a low-income family. I don't know if that should be the way we do things. I think it should be based on, okay, can you learn the material or understand? Um, like, just choosing the best. Yeah, of course. Skill and hard work always needs to be the most important determinant. But you have to ask yourself, were they given the same opportunities? Like, did they use what they had to the best of their ability? Mm -hmm. Because obviously, as I was saying with the example of the two kids in the same, you know, with the same personality traits but different resources and opportunities, of course you're going to get a different result. And you cannot blame the younger or not, you cannot blame the one that had less resources for not achieving the, the, like more than the other person. Like I always, I don't think, I don't think, I think of course you don't have as much opportunity. I think it's more. People have different opportunities. If you're, if you're from, I mean, social economical status does play a part, but for the most part, you know, there's, 
kind of a pathway of like how you do things. Um, I mean, there's there's really just you're trying to do the best you can and with the best knowledge you can. And whenever you don't have, you know, especially if you have negative people around you, it's really hard to get out of that. You know, Definitely. You know, you get into society traps, you know, where it's like cars, you, this is what you need. You need insurance. You need this. You need that. You need to, you know, have a house. You need to do this. Um, you can't do that. You can't do this. You know, don't do that. Don't do this. Um, you know, it, they're, they're limiting your opportunities. And I just think people don't know where the opportunities are. Like, nobody says, hey, opportunities over here. And they're like, oh, over there, let's go over there. I think they, 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 they're looking small, you know. I think people get stuck in their deems, you know, in their specific area. Um, you know, they don't want to leave their country. They don't want to leave their family. Um, that's why I admire people that, that, that come here to America. Because that takes a lot. Because you're leaving your whole country. You're leaving your culture. And mm -hmm. when you're leaving your culture, you're, you're coming into a whole new culture. You're not going to understand how we work. It's it's different everywhere, especially in America. We're all different. Like it's it, um, we're the one, I would say, a few nations that are like a, a boiling pot. Like, and we there's all types of people here, and that's that's yeah. that's, that's really what, what 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 America was kind of founded on. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was it was pretty bad here. I mean, think about the Civil War and the, the you know, we had slavery for a while. Huh. It was it was it, it was bad, and um, recently we had that thing in Charlottesville where we had Kate. Like I, I just don't understand. It was they're saying white lives matter, um, and they they someone ran over someone. And it was like you know yeah. Nazism was coming back, and it just doesn't it didn't make sense to me. They were lighting up torches KKK style, and and the the, the head of the KKK was there. Um, it it was very strange to me, like. That 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 culture is kind of, not that it's still. I knew I knew it existed. I just didn't know that you know, you're bringing back like Nazis. You're bringing back you know, all this other old philosophies that don't work. You know, they they don't work. They're they're not, they're, and they're they're untrue, both scientifically and 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 both practically. You know. I, I just don't understand how that, 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 that works. Yeah, definitely. It is so scary to see such, like, ideals, like white supremacy, come back up to the surface because it's like we thought we were making progress, we thought we were doing such a good job, and, you know, it's almost like all our work would, would just be damaged. But that's what they want us to think. They want us to think that if they introduce a little bit of doubt into our minds, then a little bit of almost playing devil's advocate for the sake of slowing down um, progress. It's, it's almost as if that's what they're doing, and it is really, really scary. But you've just got to focus on yourself and the things you believe in and working hard no matter where you come from and, you know, your family, everything like that. Mm -hmm. you just got to know what you want and just ignore everything else and go for it. Yeah, that, like what – when you focus too much on other people, that that can really distract you from what you want to do. I mean, definitely, especially if you're trying to please 
everyone else because it's impossible and it sounds like the most cliche thing that you've heard so many times but for everyone there's going to be a time in your life when you realize I cannot please everyone and it is such a waste of my energy and my emotion trying to like we're all going to hit that point in our lives where we have that realization and the sooner the better because the sooner you just start living for what makes you happy, that's when you'll actually begin to truly live and truly experience life at its fullest. It's it's so sad to see so many people under so much pressure to meet these standards built by other people and trying desperately to please, you know, the, these people they don't even know. So, yeah, definitely just focus on yourself and what your intrinsic motives, what you want that will make you happy and just focus and work for that. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of, I mean, you, everyone has to find like a kind of a philosophy of going by because, you know, prioritizing certain things over other things is a huge, huge problem most people have. I mean, I've had it plenty of times where, you know, you have too many things going on. And now, okay, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. And, you know, some people say you have no time, but you just want you, what you want to do, you have to, you have this limited amount of, you know, life. Life is very short in that sense. You have to prioritize, okay, I, I'm going to talk to Isadora and this is (laughs) how I'm prioritizing my time. So it's, it's trying to, you know, um, put things into oh what is this you know me it's always friends and family are first then it goes down to you know this it's like a philosophy i follow and yeah and And i watched this um really interesting ted talk on prioritization and there was a really interesting perspective that the speaker brought up that I, i it was about two years ago i watched it but i've never forgotten it and i think about it all the time so it's basically you ask yourself what are the things that you value the most? Mm-hmm. Most people will say, as you, as you did, friends and family, and then obviously, you know, things that make you happy, like hobbies and things that will make you grow, like travel. And so these are all your priorities. These are all the important things in your life. But then if you go to your daily, weekly, monthly schedule, and you see where all of your hours are going towards, it's usually things like, nine-hour work days that you don't enjoy and just all of these extra hours of procrastination and just watching TV because you just want you, you just don't want to think about anything. And then when you actually look at it like that, you see how much of your life you're wasting on things that you don't care about, that don't make you grow or thrive. And it's such a good perspective because it's like a slap in the face. It's like, oh, my goodness, what have I been doing? I say that, for example, I I always said that I, you know, cared about doing volunteer work and charity work. But then after I watched that video, I, I looked at my schedule. I was like, I'm not doing anything to do for that. I, of course, I care about social justice issues, but I'm not actually dedicating time and making a practical difference. And that inspired me to do more volunteer work. So you ask yourself what your priorities are and look at your weekly schedule and magic will happen once you do that mm-hmm. and you know once one person goes you know it, it builds up over time i think that's really cool yeah 100 um, it, 
it's, it's so interesting to me because like when people come together they come together and it's it's strange even though it may be a negative thing it's it's really weird seeing people cooperate at all like um you know we we could get along, but what if we brought a hundred fifty people? Could we all get along? I don't know about that because someone's gonna have complaints about another person, this person. But in certain moments, especially you know in history and uh, you know difficult moments, I'm surprised we haven't destroyed each other. Like that 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 yeah. you know, it's it's so it's so, like we could do it, but we don't. We decide, hey, we're not gonna all blow each other up. Like we're gonna get along. Um, we might have uh, violence, not- but we're not going to all destroy the whole world. Like that, 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 that's something that I was, you know, especially the Cold War kind of mentality where, you know, we were scared of being nuked by other people and every country going and blowing each other up. It, it that, that was a real thing that could happen. It can still happen. And yeah, that we can. And every time I like switch on the news, I'm just overwhelmed by just questioning what are we doing i i don't understand i don't understand why we're living the way we are it it seems so stupid Mm -hmm. like war just in general it just you just reach that point where you've watched so many you know films and documentaries and news articles news segments and you just ask yourself what is this all for and the answer is nothing violence and all of these political debates that are just going back and forth, never getting anywhere. It's all for nothing. And it's so depressing because we should all be united in a positive way. And that's the only way we'll all benefit. But it's almost as if so many people in this world are plagued by this misunderstanding that in order for them to succeed in life, they need to destroy everything around them. Mm -hmm. And there's this ambition this unchecked ambition to destroy everything in order for you to succeed. And it's so misleading and it only leads to more disaster. And you'll never actually achieve long-term success and benefit if you have that mentality. Yeah. I I feel like it's, you know, um, especially America, like if you talk to anyone in America, it's all about America. It doesn't matter. We don't care about the West for a little. That's the the honest truth. We don't really care about other countries as long as if if it doesn't affect us, we don't care. That's like the the, the a mentality that's been instilled in uh, I mean, yeah. here in the U.S. It's it it's all about us versus them or us and them. They're 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 different from us, you know. Um, we might get along with them, but they're different from us. They're not us. So we, 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 we'll start wars with them, we'll do this, we'll do that, whatever. We'll hurt them, but it's us versus them, you know, and patriotism. Yeah, it's whatever it takes to make sure that we're safe. That's the mentality that, that I think so many, just every, pretty much every single country has. I mean, maybe New Zealand doesn't because New Zealand's like this perfect little haven, but yeah, most countries just think, it. yeah, it's just such an individualistic mindset that I need to be safe, I need to be successful, so I'm going to use and abuse everything in my power to make that happen. And it's such a childish way of thinking that you would see in like a kindergarten playground, yet it's the same mindset that unfortunately controls most of our, you know, international and, you know, Hmm. dealings between countries 
unfortunately, all our politicians and leaders hold that view. And it's so frustrating to watch, especially, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like young people look at things like politics and um, war, not from a juvenile perspective as others would think, but just from a refreshing perspective. It's sort of like we look at them and we're like, you guys are acting like children, you know, like we just look at politicians and we're thinking you're acting like children and that's the truth. And it's crazy to think these people are controlling our fate when they are just overcome by this selfishness and jealousy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I think we're so much more, you know, as millennials, you know, we get a lot of, you know, bad talk you know you don't you're not as motivated you're not you're not you don't you don't work as hard you know um yeah you know and i think it's because we're more conscious we're more aware of things even though we may avoid things we avoid I agree. even we're, we're so i don't know if you experience this but you know people my age we have our parents saying you need to work harder you need to get a uni degree and get a job and just really focus And if we don't do that, it's like we're being immature and we're not, you know, taking things seriously. I've definitely experienced that. And it's coming from a good place. Our parents obviously want us to be successful and be able to sustain a life financially. But it's it's not naivety and stupidity that's led us to being so, you know, to have this adverse sort of reaction to the whole work rat race. I think it's because we are conscious of our needs and our desires and we want to live and we don't want to work. We've realized that we're on this earth once. We have this incredible opportunity and I don't think it's stupid to want to really take that, grab that with both hands and make yourself like a happy person. I don't think that's naivety, but obviously a lot of adults see it as not taking life seriously because they're in this rat race and uh-huh. unable to get out themselves. Yeah, you, you know what I feel like, you know, people, of course, you just said it's a rat race. I feel like people just think, like, it's a race. It's just a race. It's not a race. Life is not a race. It's a journey. Exactly. And if you don't smell the roses, you're going to end up waking up, you're, you know, 60 and you've never done anything you wanted to do. And you're going to be like, oh, I should do those things now. And you're yeah. going to realize like, oh, well, I don't, I don't have the youth I used to have. I, you know, you don't enjoy yourself as much as you could have, you know. And that's where... Yes, and it's so depressing that our society has made it so we work and work and work. And then in our retirement years, then we, you know... Enjoy the enjoy all of our the fruits of our labor. Isn't that depressing though? Because mm-hmm. shouldn't we be living our life now when we're fit and when we're healthy and we can go out and have fun and we shouldn't wait to the very end of our lives lives until we can actually enjoy what we're on this planet for. That's 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 really what what life is about. It's about the journey, and the journey can take you different different. It can take you anywhere. Um, once you start racing, like it's it, it just you're, you're just chasing a goal. You're not yeah. looking at everything that's there, like especially with school and universities. You know, you're you're. I don't want to discourage anyone that wants to go to school, but it, it it's it's just a rat race. It's just get your degree in whatever makes money or whatever makes you know 
as long yeah, as you Yeah, and if, do- if you have a mentality like, I want to go to uni just so I can get a really good job that will pay me really well and then I'll have enough money in 10 years to buy a good house and then enjoy my life. But what about all the years that you wasted doing something you didn't like and working on something you didn't do? The time that we have now is just as valuable as the time that we're going to have five years down the track with more money. We shouldn't just be waiting until we have something in order to live our life and be happy. We just need to realize now is the time. Your life can change in the space of a week, let's say. And if you go out there and you do all the things that you wanted to do in a week, you'll realize that there's so much more than setting aside, you know, a a 10-year plan to get money and get a job. It's going down the track that you didn't make yourself. It's just submitting to the forces around you of consumerism, and it's so depressing. So it's actually a good mentality, I think, that us – young kids have that we just want to live and have a good time it's actually not stupidity and naivety it's really smart mm-hmm. i think you mentioned consumerism I, I consumerism is a big it's, it's a big part of us especially us as millennials all we want is stuff um things exactly. you know t- i mean i'm you know I, I think there's a could be a good balance you know you can be a consumer you can have consumerism, but you know some people are very excessive. They just want the latest fashion, the latest, um, you know, most expensive, the least, ex- you know, they, they they want whatever, you know, is the latest, the greatest, the new fab, the the something that you know, you know, if Kylie Jenner wears that or Kim Kardashian wears that, I need that. I need those sunglasses. I need this. Um, and you're you're chasing you're always chasing you're always buying things you're always buying things you're never you're never using people i feel like people waste money especially when you're not you know you don't things that you don't really need uh things you only use once um you know people just you know buy things that don't work or that that they're not useful for them when you could have used all that money for travel the world or go to a different place a new environment changing your environment is so important um i mean i i like looking at and and when you see a beautiful place it is the greatest thing um and when you see when you also see where you know here in america detroit you see detroit um it's not a nice place but it gives you perspective like there's two different sides to this 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 place and there's worse places than that you know in um africa and india and you know it's it once you see those cultures it's it's a such such a shock like yeah we're living this way you know and they think it's normal you can like, be able to explore the, the physical world and and put your money towards something at least that helps you grow but as you're saying with consumerism it is so depressing that we're just sort of looking forward to physical things our entire life and everything every sort of milestone has now turned into this sort of physical necessity when you're you know 16 now you should have a car and you should have you know three phones and a laptop and all the you know if you're popular and you want friends you should have this type of clothing and it's like we're starting to define our happiness and our life success on the physical things that we have. And if that were based on anything real at all, 
that would mean that everyone who's rich and famous and has a lot of physical stuff and material things, that would mean that they're super happy and they're really, you know, happy, optimistic people. But a lot of those people are really, really depressed and really isolated. And, you know, it just puts into perspective that no matter how many material things you have, it will never grant you the happiness that you're looking for ever. Yeah. And, you know, we're so bad at like knowing whether someone's depressed. Like one of my favorite musicians died a few weeks ago uh, from Linkin Park. He, I think he, he committed yeah. suicide. So I was, you know, that was like so shocking to me because, you know, his music really influenced me. And, and, and you know, you're, you're influenced by people that you listen to. Of course, your parents, your family. Um, but especially us as, you know, with social media and YouTube and all of the, the, the stuff, we, we're influenced more by people that we're not associated with now. Um, especially when you listen yeah, definitely. to po- podcasts, especially when you listen to podcasts, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, I, I'm becoming somewhat of that person. You know, my thoughts are becoming somewhat of like that person. And, you yeah. know, I start pointing them out to myself, you know, being conscious about that, you know, that's good. Like we can be impressionable and open-minded as long as we're conscious of where our thoughts and ideas came from. And uh, <laughs> you know, I have the crazy idea. Like sometimes, you know, I just, you know, I, you, you don't think about ideas, and you know, I, someone else's idea, you just, you just made it your own, and you don't know why you made it your own, but it sounds like your own idea. And, and, and you, you know, you're, you're just a piece of every person that's ever existed. And um, it's interesting that we are so influenced by people, um, especially podcasts. I can't, like, you know, I'm so much like those people that I listen to. Yeah. And it, it's weird because I, uh, and then when I listen to something different and then I start becoming that person or like someone, like, I, I take little things like, you know. I honestly became like a minimalist. What a minimalist is. I always try to explain this, but you know, you try to have less stuff, not have so, so much like. Yeah, that was a really great Netflix documentary on it, minimalism. And when I watched it, I was like, that's it, throwing away all my stuff, becoming a minimalist. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, all my stuff can fit in like one or two bags. Uh, that's great. Go you. So it's like, and I was influenced by someone on YouTube. Uh, and it was weird. Like I became somewhat of that person, and the thoughts, like. Do you that, feel different after sort of clearing your life from all the physical things? Um, somewhat. I mean, like, <laughs> I just I fig I figured something out. Like, why is it so hard to get rid of things? It's because you, it has a lot of things have attachment to them. You know. Oh my! Yeah, that's my. You know, <laughs> I was in martial arts for most of my life as a child, so I had like, t- you know, I had all my belts from white to black, um, and I didn't understand why I had all of them. Like, I can't. I couldn't get rid of all of them, and they took up a lot of space. And of course, medals as well. I, had, you know, you you win competition after competition. But I don't know why I had so many of them. I just kept them forever, and like that yeah. was hard to get rid of because it was just like. You know, it, it's almost like those sentiments cement the memory and give us the the hope that we won't forget them because we have that physical memorabilia of it. Yeah. But in terms of like 
clutter and I feel like I've tried to do it but not very successfully but I feel like if I did clutter all the things that I didn't really need like just I feel like a lot of this is going to sound stereotypical, but girls have candles. It's just a thing that we give to each other when we don't know what to give. Why is and that? It's just, Why is that? It's Why just candles. I, I don't know. I have like five in my room, and I came to the conclusion that I don't actually like candles. I don't like lighting them. I don't like smelling them. I don't. I, I get scared. There's a fire in my room. Like, I, I don't know. But I just have so many, and they're just everywhere. And I just feel like if those kind of things were just to be cleared out of my life, and I would just feel so much better because that documentary was talking about everything that we own is kind of weighing on us in some way. And there's even storage rooms we can now buy. Like it was an American documentary and there's so many in America and even in Australia where if you have so much stuff, you can buy a storage room somewhere to keep all your other stuff. Like all of this stuff adds this weight to us because we're attaching ourselves with material things and if you cleared all of that it's like this weight is being lifted off your shoulders mm-hmm. and I've never experienced it because I've never successfully cleared out my room to the point of minimalism uh, but yeah so I was wondering if you had ever experienced what they're talking about yeah it's really it, it came it came down to like do I need all this like I don't need half of the things that like I could, if I, you know, I, I really focused on getting something down to, like, where necessities. Of course you're going to need necessities. Clothes. I mean, you're not, you don't need a hundred pairs of clothes and a hundred different, like, I wear a lot of the same. Like, like, people always look at the, you know, if they watch, ever watch the video version of this, um, you know, you'll notice that I wear so, the same things. And I, honestly, I, the, I have, like, three pairs of these, so... It, it's 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 I'm wearing That's a good thing. I'm wearing something different, but it's just the it's the same type of thing. It's just I don't want to have like so many things and so many. I like I have I have one dress shirt like or two dress shirts, you know, just to switch on and off. Like if I ever have to wear that, you know, this and that. But why do you need 20, 30, 50 suits or something like that? Like this doesn't make any sense to me. Or thirty or forty pairs of shoes. I mean, I, my minimalism hasn't, hasn't happened with shoes, though. I won't, I won't lie. I still have like six, seven pairs. But I, I you know, if you feel passionate about it, it's okay. But because mm-hmm. we're living in this era of distraction, we rely on material things to sort of fill the gaps in our lives that aren't being fulfilled by things like, you know, deep and meaningful human interactions and genuinely knowing our true selves. All these things have sort of left these gaps, and we're, we're calling out. We need something to keep us, you know, keep us entertained. And one way that people have been able to achieve that is consumerism. So we buy and we buy even though we don't need it. And long-term, it's not actually making us happier, more fulfilled people. I think I think people just make too they, – they attach themselves to an item um, very quickly. I mean, I don't – I'm not – I'm not – I'm a – I do think I'm a minimalist now. Like I finally realized that I I, I I like I look at other people's places and I'm like God like can I throw this all of this out or give this to Goodwill you know give this to people that probably <laughs> need it like like you know I used to, I gave all my toys my my kid like this was difficult you know I was probably like thirteen or fourteen I had a box of toys like from my childhood and I was looking at it and I was like I can't get rid of this I can't get 
Like it was, yeah. it was like, it was like, don't throw, don't give this away, don't do anything to it, keep it forever. And I come from a family where you know we're Hispanic, and so it, it it's like you use everything that you have, you know. Yeah. If you don't need it today, you might need it tomorrow, um, or you might need it a year from now. So always have that thing. Yeah, that, get there. that mindset you, just yeah. needs so much, and you know, just in case, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, and just in case, sometimes never happens. So why do you have that thing? Yeah. Um, or you have like, why do you need two of those? I mean, okay, one's a backup. Why do you need yeah. four of those? That doesn't make any sense. And, and a lot of a lot of why we're like that today is also because businesses have realized that if they make their products more prone to breakage and make them more temporary objects, mm-hmm. it means we have to buy more of the same thing. So actually, I think it was this is. Great um, movie. I watched a little bit of it. It, it was about a mop. I, I feel like it was Emma Stone in it. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one? Emma Stone, yeah. I feel like it was Emma Stone. And it was it was basically, it was be- like supposed to be said a long time ago when um, the mop company that was obviously uh-huh. the greatest mop company, they made their mops really, um, it was just like a disposable mop. And she came up with the idea of making one that could last longer, but they didn't want that because they wanted people to keep buying and buying and buying. And that's what we have now with things like iPhones. They realized if they make them temporary and only really last a year or so, they're capable of lasting a lot longer, but they don't want them to. They want them to last a year so that we keep buying the new one. And obviously that's why we have drawers full of mobile phones that we don't need. And a million laptops in our houses that half of them don't work properly. It's just not 100% our fault. A lot of it is that businesses have realized they can make more profits by making us buy the same thing a million times. So a big part of minimalism is about having one really good quality item that you can rely on. So one alarm clock, not three. If you (laughs) like candles... If you like candles, one good candle, not five million. That half half of them you don't even really like and are quite cheap. You know, yeah. it's all about having one good quality item of of every necessity. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. I mean, I don't know. For me, technology, like I'm okay with that. Like if I'm making an iPhone every year, but the the reason why is because the progress, the change of how fast technology is getting better and better. I think that's something we need to push. And the only way the, the, the only way those industries get pushed is by profit now. And that the, as, as bad as that sounds, that's really what's necessary to move mountains, move, you know, Elon Musk is one of those perpetuators that I always talk about that really pushes the narrative and pushes, you know, nobody was going to make an electric car till he came. Nobody. They wanted to stay gas all the way, you know. Um, exactly. But once now he made one, now he made he made it competitive, and he made people, you know, other companies like BMW to Ford, all the all the 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 industries, all the people in the industry want to make electric cars, so solar panels, make make you know, you know, efficient, more efficient, better stuff, and the only way you get that. Is honestly, you have to have profits, and because we have a capitalistic world, and I'm not saying capitalist capitalism is the best system. I mean, 
I think it's going to be a mixture of everything. Uh, I, I think capitalism is the best system right now because if you if you think about how many of the other ones like oh we share everything let's share everything equally it's going to end up being in one person's hand eventually because there's going to be someone who's smart enough to say ah yeah well I'm not going to spend my money on that I'm smart I'm going to save and if you have people that are spending and just giving money to the rich I'm going to have this distinction from the 1% to the bottom 50 and it's going to be yeah, a definitely. huge gap yeah I don't really know if there's like one perfect system I mean, I guess if we all lived like hippies, the world would be a much better place and we'd all actually be happy. <laughs> it's actually quite true. Like I went um, to the Gold Coast recently and we went um, to this area, um, I forgot what it was called, but there were there was like quite a big hippie culture and they were happy and they were healthier and they knew what was up. Like they didn't need... All, all of these fancy cars and everything to be happy. They they knew how to live. And I think that's hopefully the future. Instead of like one sort of system like, you know, capitalism or, or God forbid, communism, you know, like instead of focusing on like one sort of system that works, we should all just live more like hippies. Like literally, it would be so much better. I don't know about that. <laughs> You're going to have a tough time convincing me to jump on that train, but <laughs> it, it, it is a, a point. That oh, it was Corunda, by the way. Corunda, that's it. You went down it's to the... Beautiful place. I, you know, Australia is such an amazing place. I, I, I haven't been there, but, you know, it, it, it like, you know, I've watched so many documentaries. I feel like Americans really like Australia. Like, what do you mean? Like, they all have a really positive perspective of Australia. Which is a good thing. <laughs> we like okay, okay, like this is on like there's like two or three countries that we really like. It's Canada, Aust- Canada and Australia. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, and and of course, oh, yourself, UK. America. <laughs> of course, UK as well. Just you know, just in case anyone's <laughs> listening and they're like, I'm from the UK, what? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, those are really the the countries that we get along with, and because we're so similar. Yeah. Um, other countries, you know, we just we can't relate to you know other countries as well. Like China's hard to relate to, Russia's really hard to relate to. Um, I, and and I also, also think, you want different things, and your needs are conflicting. <laughs> and I also think it's the the language barrier. Like you know, not to get all religious, but I f- I felt like the. I forget what the the city was in the Bible, but it was a city where everybody spoke one language, right? And then we broke off from there, and then we we, we scattered through the earth. Um, and it was, you know, it's it's an interesting kind of idea that, you know, language was made or other languages were made so we can't communicate and understand each other. It was a test, and this was um, what 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 it was done for is to see if we could figure a way to get a lot to communicate once again it was it's, it's just an interesting perspective I, I just found that fascinating that you know yeah if we all spoke the same like, like i want to talk to people from china but i don't speak chinese i don't speak mandarin and even if i'm I, sure they were i'm sure they know english yeah, yeah. I, they're, I feel they're better like english than, uh, is so bad like having um second languages mm-hmm. i think the rest of the world can yeah it's much much better than us 
Uh, and then, but but I think English is the one language that people are going to move to. If you if you look at the kind of you know, Australia, y'all speak English. You know, if you were speaking you know some type of Spanish or Portuguese or something, I would, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't talk to Isadora anymore. Like it, it would be heartbreaking to me. You know, I can't speak to these people. You know, um, it's interesting, especially with like smaller cultures in like Africa. Um, especially yeah. when there's like so many different dialects and you know there's this country next to this country they speak totally different languages and they can't get along um, I think that's you know that's what but that's such like a western way of thinking though because you say oh everyone knows English that's the primary language but the most learned language is Mandarin and I'm pretty sure Arabic languages that you know coming uh, becoming more popular as well like we should also make an effort <laughs> to learn a different language. I don't know. I believe in Bill Gates, so he's going to make the box. The box is going to speak for us. I don't know. I think technology is going to be the one to solve the language problem. But that's my perspective in that way because you can't get – it's so – like if languages weren't so difficult to learn, and they take a long time, especially if you're not – I don't know if that's a problem though. Like I don't think politicians struggle with language barriers. They can – they they, they – it's definitely not a problem. I think the reasons why, I don't know, I don't live in America, but I think the reasons why America does have so many negative affiliations is because of conflicting interests. And as we were saying before, we, we've kind of been ingrained with this competitiveness to only sort of think about our success as a result of other people's like unsuccessful um them being unsuccessful and the more we have, the less they need to have. It's that kind of mentality that in order for you to achieve something, you need to take it off someone else and you need to be number one. Mm-hmm. And that mentality has led to all the problems that we have today. We cannot, in, instead of focusing on sharing resources, instead of focusing on actually building up each other, which is, you know, the positive and long-term solution, we've just had this like, mentality we need to be number one so we need to you know kick over everyone else on our way up there yeah i I just feel like we don't discuss this we don't talk about it with people like yeah this talked about enough 100 percent. and it's like the mentality that's destroying us and we need to show how it's affecting everything from our politics to our everyday like discourse and we just need to remind ourselves that in order for us to be successful and happy, we don't need to take that away from anyone else. And I feel like even amongst young people, like things like jealousy, for example, it's based on that same mentality. It's, oh, my God, like I wish, you know, oh, I wish she didn't have that. Oh, my God, why does she have so much, you know, why does she have this certain amount of followers or why is she this successful, why is, you know, she this skinny. It's it's this mentality that, oh, like, you should be jealous because someone has something. But in reality, you can have that too, you know. You can have that too and you don't need to take it off anyone else to get there. We can all have the happiness and love that we deserve. It's it's not something that needs to be rationed. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on 10K. That's, that's a, that's a <laughs> Just a little thing. Yeah. Thanks. I, I totally forgot. I was like, oh, I was going to and, and I didn't need to take it off anyone else. You know, if you work hard for what you want, you'll get there. So you, you heard it from her. She has, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's, it, 
it scares me sometimes like you know that anyone listens to me like um i don't want i want you like be your own person think your own thoughts don't 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 let me tell you what's right and wrong or don't let me or anybody anybody i don't care who it is don't let someone tell you hey this is the way things are done there's always another way it's so true um and you know you might like some of my ideas or my thoughts go ahead you know you can take them i I don't mind you taking them but if it's if it's if you're trying to you know how do i word this like i don't want to i don't want i don't want you to believe everything i say um because you know i i'm i'm human as well so i make mistakes and those mistakes you know i'm not i'm not i'm not as clever verbally as some people i mean i've met people that can beat me in a verbal fight very quickly and they might be wrong or right or whatever you want to say the truth or not you know it's really hard to discern you know what what is fact and fiction um especially in the time we live in now i mean things are moving so fast um a lot of things are moving way too fast. Like we don't, we don't smell the roses anymore. Um, like you know, I mean, we're that's built- so true. It's again, it comes back to that idea that oh, we'll enjoy things, you know, once we've achieved this or once I have this many followers, I'll be happy. And I used to think like that. Like I used to think like, you know, I cannot succeed as a singer unless until I am completely vocally perfect. And it's such a dangerous mentality because. If you think that way, you'll never actually give you the right to be happy. Sort of be able to tell us now you you have what you need now to be happy to be successful. It's reminding you need just do your own thing, be happy right now. Like don't wait for someone else's. Like don't wait until you think you're perfect or you think you're deserving to live the life you want. Live it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people, you know, there's no perfect time to start anything. I mean, like, there's a better time to start stuff. Like, you should have started sooner. That's always a thing. But there's never a perfect time. You're waiting for a perfect moment is, um, it doesn't, it doesn't really exist. I mean, I mean, you can wait for openings, but if you're waiting, opening, opening, you know, you're not sure when to go at something like, say, you know, oh, I should make a YouTube channel. A lot of people want to make a YouTube channel. Just make it already. Like, that's that's really what exactly. you should do. Like, it's someone else to sort of hand something to you on it. Yeah, and I've met so many people. And some people just need to push. Like, <laughs> it's it's such the yeah. truth because people just, you know, I, I had a guest who was, was thinking about making a YouTube channel. I was like, why don't you just make it? You know, and... And, and see where it goes from here. Like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> like, I'm like, she was, I forget what was said, but it, like, I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting till the perfect time. I'm like, there's no perfect time. <laughs> the perfect time exactly. was, the perfect time was four or five years ago. Like, that was the perfect time. Yeah. So, you, you might Yeah, be there's a quote. You there's might a good quote. Of the game. Yeah. It's like, um, the best time. It was like, um, if you're waiting for the best time or something, the best time was 10 years ago. The second best time is now. And it's so true because it's like you, you, the best way to get ahead is to start now. And you should have done it before. And you wasted all this time waiting for a perfect moment 
So literally, you just need to start now because if you keep procrastinating, it's going to be another five years. And then you're going to look back and you're going to say, okay, I, I wish I started it before. And, you know, successful, as long as you're passionate and you keep consistently going after it, you'll eventually grow. I mean, like, you won't, I mean, you might not get a hundred million followers or a billion followers or whatever you, you know, those numbers don't really matter. Yeah, like, you cannot focus on the numbers. Like, Mm -hmm. if I focus on the numbers, I would have given up so long ago. Like, I, on my YouTube, I consistently upload, I mean, once or twice a week. And I'm constantly improving the quality of my videos. Like, I'm proud of that. Like, I'm constantly improving the way I edit things and film things. But I don't get that many views and I don't have that many subscribers. But I don't care because I know that consistency is going to, you know, be what sets me apart. And consistent consistency and faith in myself and just hard work. That's what's going to get me far. So really don't care about the numbers. And like even my Instagram, like it was so, so slow, but I hit 10K, which, you know, for some people isn't a lot, but 10,000 people following me, I think is a big deal for me at least. And yeah, if if I had just focused on the numbers at the very beginning, I would have just been so disheartened and, you know, I would have given up ages ago. And so I totally get even you why you don't like focus so much on how many downloads you get because that's not the most important thing. It's about the individual people that you connect with and it's about you doing what makes you happy. Yeah. This this is it's so it's so in, it like, you know, I I've never really like I, I thought I talked to people when I, before I did a podcast, but I really didn't talk to people. When I look yeah. at it, I, 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 like, I talked about like work or school or this and that, but you never talked about like things that discuss, you know, and then there was taboo subjects. You can't talk about politics. You can't, you can't talk about religion because someone's going to, you know, you're not in a safe enough space to say things that you think because, you know, your ideas. True, are, and it's not really kind of small talk appropriate topics. Yeah. It's too much small talk. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, small talk, like, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Like, that's why I don't like, not, not to say that it's bad, but I just don't like news when it, when, especially when, like, they get someone on a segment and it's, especially when it's any news channel. And it's like, da 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 we're bringing in this person and they're going to talk for five minutes about this thing. And then they talk about five minutes for this yeah. thing. And then... They're gone. Like they didn't explain anything. As much useless information into your brains. Yeah, and as fast as possible in a short amount of time. But it takes a long time to discuss one topic. Like we could talk about, you know, the 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 the, the pay gap between men and women forever. Um, yeah. And that's. And these get... are the things that matter. Yeah. But we don't really talk about enough. Mm-hmm. And and oh. Of course you can talk about it for five minutes, but that you won't get anything done. There's no, you don't get any traction. You're just kind of starting the train without ever moving. Um, I don't know how I feel about, about all of that. I mean, numbers, of course, I just think, I think, you know, once you see numbers, it just, it puts this kind of thing on there. Like, oh my God, that's, that, that, it just puts you on a higher thingy where, where it's not even real. It's just like. People look at people who have money, and then people look who. How many people follow you? How many people do this? Yeah. 
followers will come as long as you keep putting out good content and yeah if, if you're like confident and happy in yourself and you do what makes you happy mm-hmm. then everything will sort of follow mm-hmm. but if you just focus on getting money and followers like sure you might end up getting it but you're going to look back and realize that you're not happy and that's not what you want. You have to actually do something that makes you thrive and makes you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. I always have to explain this to people. Engagement's what really matters, especially when you're, you know, okay, like not to belittle anyone, but, uh, you know, if it's like, you know, say someone has 100,000 subscribers or, uh, you know, followers, whatever. And 5,000 of them are engaged. That's it. Only 5,000. That's 5%. So, but you have another ch- uh, another YouTube channel that has 60,000 or make it 10,000. And all 10,000 people are engaged. Yeah, because you make genuine efforts to mm-hmm. connect with them. And That's so much more valuable. And, you know, you can always change your content. You can always shift a little. I mean, some people like other stuff rather than not. But... You know, building it up and having engagement and kind of speaking with them, I think is a good thing. I mean, eventually you'll get too much. Like, you're gonna have to take your email off of there. You know, it's not it's not gonna be as well, you know, because you're gonna have you, one-on-one sort of. But still, if you make genuine efforts mm-hmm. to communicate, so much better. Like, people should value what you think and what you say, not just just the aesthetics of what you're posting. And I'm like, well, Isadora's going to be the next whatever, Beyonce, whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I, <laughs> you know, you, you might be laughing now, but, you know, three to four years from now, I, I could see you just selling out a, a stadium in Sydney, selling out in Melbourne. Yeah. Sell, like, I could see that because it, all it takes... I heard is, so. Oh, yeah. I hope you... <laughs> I hope I and get I'll tickets get too. But, you know, that's like, <laughs> you know, that's another another topic for another day. But like, <laughs> I can see that, you know. Um, I could, maybe you even travel the world. You may, you know, I could see you singing all across America, all across other countries. You know, and when you like think of it, oh, like, I hope so. It's, but the important thing is to remember: it's not because of like the money and the followers. Because it's what makes me happy, and that's how I want to connect with people. Yeah, and you, I, we'll we'll see that eventually. It's, it 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 just takes time, and you know, uh, it might not happen in a year. It might take five. You know, it, it people are really like, oh my god, he did it so fast. You know, yeah, like a race. You know, you know, but if it takes you five years or six, seven years, um. And that, yeah, and that mentality is so applicable to everything. It's even, like, just your social life. Like, everyone sort of has this pressure to have a million friends and, you know, have this massive group of people that they can 100% totally trust. But it's not realistic. And if you feel like, you know, you you feel pressured because you don't have that ideal movie-like friendship group, you just focus on yourself, focus on being happy, being true to you, and being a good person, and the rest will come. Like, everything will happen in time. As You, you just got to make sure that first and foremost, you appreciate and respect yourself and you're happy with yourself, and then everything else good will follow. Yeah. 
and then you know it takes time it, it, and consistency is really a big part because you know i've met you know people that make youtube channels and then they stop making videos for six months and then they get back into it and they don't know why uh no one's watching anymore well you took a six month break nobody yeah. you know they forgot that I mean, you made videos that's fine but as long as you're just like focusing on Something. making genuine connections with your viewers and being respectful towards them and treating them like equal human beings. Like I, do you know that the singer Pia Mia? Yes. Well, I met her the other day, which was crazy. And I was just in awe of her, just down to earth she was. And she asked for our names, which I always think is just like just the basics of what, if you meet someone, you ask them their name. Yes. Just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you should, you know, not care about the other person. And, you know, she asked us, you know, how old we were and we, we, we just had a genuinely nice conversation and it goes to show that, like, if you just idolise someone, then, you know, there should be, like, that equal treatment, that that communication, that connection. It's so much more valuable than having, like, a 100 followers that just simply follow you and don't really care genuinely about you. It's more about having, like, that genuine connection. Yeah. That's why I think your followers are some of the best because it's like they're really connected to you. They're like, you know, it's 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 different. Yeah, and like I talk to quite a few of them on like DMs. Like we're always talking back and forth and these people I've never met who live on the other side of the world. But like and every time someone comments on any of my videos or my posts, like I make an effort to respond. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's awesome of you because, you know, so many – it goes – it gets to people's heads sometimes that – whatever i don't like i don't understand why you 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 try to inflate yourself you're like oh ego is really a big part of life and controlling it and understanding it is huge like if you don't understand where your ego comes from because i have an ego you know, everyone has an ego and it'll hit you at some points i mean it hasn't happened to me either, but you know um you know you can be victorious all of your life, but it only takes one time to not win, you know, when you lose. Um, and the amount of time that it takes to do something is really more dependent on your work ethic um, and, you know, what what's going on, like, around the world. And it's just... It's so just, true. You know, work And, like, it all comes down to, like, who you are as a person. And that sounds so cliche, but... It's true. At the end of the day, nothing is going to matter except your relationship with yourself because you could have the greatest relationship with even a person, a partner, and that could all just disappear. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to need yourself. And you, if you've just it's been, as you said, so ego-driven and just really, you know, selfish, then you're not going to be self-fulfilled. And at the end of the day, you won't be happy. And it, it, especially since you respond to people, it's, that's great. That's like amazing, especially, um, and you know, like especially people you idolize that, that that they take the time to say hi, say hello, who are you, um, you know, just have a normal conversation. It's amazing. Yeah, it makes such a big difference. Especially when you know, I one of my uh, idols is a uh, his he has a YouTube channel, Luke Holland. Uh, he does drumming videos, and I can't 
And you know, I I left a comment on his uh his uh one of his videos, and he probably doesn't remember, but he he responded yeah. to me, so it was like oh, oh yeah. that's so I, cool. was, I was like that's awesome, you know, and you yeah, know, just the fact that he responded to me, you know, it made my day, and it was just like wow, he he's a genuine human being, and you know, not many people respond. I mean, especially if they they have a following as large as he has. I mean, yeah, definitely. They don't usually respond, or you know, you, you know, you're one person. You're not you're not gonna be able to get through a hundred million messages, uh, or yeah. hundred thousands of messages. And like for me, like I, I do try and respond to as many people as I can, but Instagram isn't always a nice place. You've got like a lot of dodgy people and people <laughs> who want to talk to me for the wrong reason. So you have to sort of decipher who genuinely wants to know how you are and like genuinely like appreciates your stuff from people who are just just a bit creepy and there for the wrong reasons yeah yeah that's why i like you know there's benefits to being a a a guy over you know a girl and one of the the huge benefits (laughs) is that we don't get we don't get as much like of that like you know nobody calls me beautiful like like you know (laughs) get that you know you probably get thousands of messages like oh my god you're so beautiful Isadora or whatever and I don't get any of that but like what what what's the difference between like yes but a lot of that's just as I said then they're, they're not coming from like a genuine place uh, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. coming but they don't send them to me place. like I, I if someone said but it that's a good thing I'd... like it's not it's not nice to get like all of these weird messages from you know old guys who just I have no idea what their intentions are. I have no idea what they think is in it by talking to me in, in such weird ways. But it's not a nice thing. Trust me, you're not missing out. I think, I don't know. I think, I don't want to label them all creeps, but I think people, you know, they they just want a connection and, you know, whatever type of connection it may be, that, that's... Yeah, that's what I mean by, I have to see like, which ones genuinely want to talk to me because they respect, like, my music and you know, my my creativity but and, and those who are just, I don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. It's like, oh, my gosh. But that's what I like about, you know, I don't get as many messages as probably you get. It's not a bad thing. I, it's, no, no, it's, it's the greatest it's thing. Like, it's better, I think it's, it's better to have less on your plate just because I have more time to do other things. And it's like the quality, not quantity. So you probably get a lot of meaningful, like genuine messages and questions, which is so much better than getting a lot of just, you know, not really heartfelt, just creepy messages from people who I have no idea what, like why they do or why they even message in the first place. Yeah, yeah, uh, I haven't gotten one of those yet. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> You're waiting. Yeah. Uh, if someone wants to write, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't write me creepy messages. I don't. <laughs> I feel like you're asking for it now. Uh, I kind of am because I'm, I'm curious. Like what? Like, you know, there's so many situations you can get yourself in, and when people just, like, especially it's anonymous, and they, you know, you don't really have a face to the. The, the name uh it really becomes weird and strange and you know yeah totally yeah it's interesting oh, um i feel like that's something we we focus way too much on uh, <laughs> and, and you know i tried to not look at it and yeah try to focus on other stuff but 
there's so much like I, like I don't understand why people like bored the word bored just it doesn't I don't it doesn't register with me like you're bored I don't know yeah and like there's so much to do I know I had that realization like a couple months ago I was like when someone says they're bored like that is the devil like being bored is the probably one of the worst possible things because it's as if you've got this entire world in the palm of your hand and you're just completely shutting it out and you're just like I'm bored and it's the same with like and people deal with that now by watching tv and watching just excessive amounts of media and it's like that there's so much you could be doing right now that will actually make you grow and make you happy but Oh, yeah, I totally feel that. Mm. Like, boredom, like, oh, my God, there's so much to do. I know. It's weird. It's weird that someone could be bored because it's like, are are you kidding? Like, there's so much you could be doing right now. Like, don't ever feel bored. It means you're not not being driven enough. It means you're not taking advantage of the opportunities Mm -hmm. that this world has. And I think it's because nobody says, like, hey, why don't you try this? Like... Yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm bored too. Oh, let's watch, let's watch more TV. Let's you know scroll through Facebook for the millionth time. Like, oh, so sad. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I believe that social media just it's a tool, like anything else. You can yeah. you can, uh, I always like using this example, but you can uh, build a house with a hammer, or you can slam it on someone's face. And <laughs> <laughs> which which way you use it is really. So- it's really yeah. dependent on you. So if you want yeah. to use social media for a bad thing, you can use it for bad. If you want to use 100%. it for good, you can use it for good. It's really just a tool. Yeah, like tools are not... Demonize the social media, but that's not the problem. I mean, it's such a great tool that can help you mm-hmm. connect with people you would have never connected with. And for me, it's so important in um, keeping on in contact with friends and family overseas but at the same time, because as I was saying, I keep, I'll, I'll keep repeating this because it's so important, but we're in the era of distraction. We just need something constantly to distract us and keep our minds going at really, really high rates, but at the simultaneously really mindlessly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we're not actually really delving into our true selves and not really listening to enough thought-provoking material, which is sort of in need of distraction. And social media has taken advantage of that. Like if you feel like you spend way too much time picking up your phone, unlocking it and checking Instagram, like if you do that like 50 times a day, you've got to ask yourself, could that time be better spent? Like, yes, Instagram can be such a great tool to connecting and ins- for connecting and inspiring, but it shouldn't be filling up the like hours of your day like it shouldn't be used as this sort of like a almost like a medicine to relieve you from boredom oh my god like um okay well, well at least you get to know me a little more so i was i'm in the military so it was i when i went to basic training they take your phone to take all your earthly possessions um really <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you're basically cleansed and you're living like you know it's regimented and everything so you you don't have your phone, you don't have yeah, anything. Especially now in the twenty first century, everyone's on their phone checking Facebook, checking seeing. You know. Yeah, it was nine, not ten weeks of no phone, no TV. I mean, I mean, there was a TV there, but you know, we weren't allowed to watch it. Uh, it was such a great thing for me. Like, 
I yeah, it it like cleansed my mind. Like I felt like like. So did you just have moments where you just had to sort of be one with your thoughts, like literally yeah. just yeah, think, yeah. think. Think. And that's so scary to think about for some people. I don't want to think. But... Just sit there and think. Like, I need to be doing something. I need to be listening to music. I need to be listening, you know, watching the TV. Like, it's scary to just sit and think by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's very scary. And it, oh, my God. Like, when I saw, when, when they give us our cell phones back at the end of a training, we we went out, you know, they, they had them locked up in some cage or something. And they started giving to us. I did not recognize my phone, you know. That would have been I, so good, yeah. Everyone else has been, like, jumping on, the, and you're like, no, I don't even want it back. The way it looked didn't look real, you know. It looked fake, like I was being punked. Um, and then I turned it on, and I, I don't even recognize the screen. Like, it was wow. it, it, it was such a, a cleansing. Such I a mean, foreign object to you now. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was strange, I mean... And everyone had that type of experience. It's like, oh my god, what the heck? Like, we're so distracted by this. I mean, like, and then you know, later on, you start getting back into the normal habits yeah, of things. Yeah, back into the habits. Yeah. But it it was it was a great experience. I think anyone should try. You know, not necessarily ten weeks, but you know, a week without social media or something like that. I mean, just try it. Just see how you feel. Totally, I did that in my last trip. I had three days without um. Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. Oh my god! And it was so great, and I didn't even want to use it when I came back because I was like, I don't want to keep distracting myself with this. Like, it's not healthy. It's it's not making me any happier. So yeah, I was actually so keen to actually cleanse myself of that. Yeah, and it helps you focus on other things. That's like yeah. a huge thing because. I mean, an average person probably spends about two to three hours on their phone. I mean, it's off and on, off and on. Oh, yeah. And for me, like, honestly, it would be more, which is bad. Mm. Like, I really do need to prioritize my time and yeah. decide. I'm waiting for this... more videos. That's 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 what I'm waiting yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, like, 100%. Is this a door? Like, I don't have a schedule. I'm just looking at the, like, you know, I, I'm subscribed, so it's like, like I'm scrolling up, I'm like scrolling up. Oh, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, nothing. Okay. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I'm like, is it uploaded? Is she gonna upload? No. I've got to. I've got to like set two. I'm thinking Tuesday and Thursday will be upload days, so it's consistent and people know when it's happening. Okay. Yeah, because I, I like, I like, I like knowing when things are happening. You know. Yeah. What do you think? Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, that sounds great. Cause like. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday to Thursday. So yes. I'll be uploading one in a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you hear that? Exclusive here. Oh. <laughs> Not really, but oh. this probably won't be up till after her video. Yeah, it's going to be way later. <laughs> but oh. yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that'll be my upload days, and I'll be uploading, I think, music on Thursday and lifestyle on Tuesday. Oh, that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's a way of tying everything together. I don't know. I, lo- I love your videos. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I'm so embarrassed because, okay. like, if I have to, like, I'm like, oh, have you heard of it? <laughs> have you heard of Isadora? <laughs> and then I'm like, she can sing. <laughs> and it's just like, and, and, and like no, never ever heard of it. Yeah. Like, I only have, what, a couple hundred subscribers now. Still in the early days, but yeah, means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. You know, sharing it with, I shared it with my dad. I was like, oh, don't you Aww. like this song? 
And he's like, yeah, I like this song. <laughs> he listened to it. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, that's so bad. One of my friends the other day was like, yeah, I love your um, latest cover, Wild Thoughts. I'm like, I listen to it when I'm in the shower. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so strange to me that people actually listen to my stuff and enjoy it. Like, I still that I still can't wrap my head around that. It's such a strange thing because I just click the upload button and then try and forget that I ever uploaded it because I just get so nervous thinking about it. Yeah. And then especially, like, I think collaboration and all that stuff with, like, other YouTubers is so weird because y'all go, it's like, you know, say someone else sings and then you sing with them or, like, whatever you do. I don't I don't know how it works for, for yeah. that type of world, but it's, um, I understand the animation world much more. Like, when yeah. someone animates a video, tells a story, someone else animates and does a voice with them and, you know, mm. they make an animation together and they share each other's and they... And people yeah. go back and forth, and someone could start with like a thousand and become, you know, two hundred thousand subscribers. I'm actually working on a collaboration right now with um, a DJ in, I think, um, Mexico. I think it is. Um, it's another uh, exclusive podcast exclusive. Yeah. So I'll actually have a song coming out soon, which is super exciting. So yeah, there was a collaboration with um, a DJ who made the. Um, so I made the track and edited all the vocals and I wrote them and um, obviously sang it. So, yeah, that's an exciting collaboration and project coming up. I love collaborating. It's it's such an important thing. Like, you know, besides competition, I mean, I love competition. Yeah. But competition, I get obsessed. And I don't take I don't take losses very, very well. I mean, I, I've lost a few times and I cried, you know. Um <laughs> I'm very competitive in that way, and when I cry and I lose, I really dig deep. I dig really deep. I I, I analyze why I failed, and mm-hmm. it can be good and bad. Some moments, like I think, yeah. you, you need to analyze yourself every once in a while. Definitely, and you need to collab as a way of just like now's not the time to compete. Now's the time to just learn from each other and share each other's like resources. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's such an important thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, the hardest guests to get on the podcast are history professors or anyone who knows history. Really? Uh huh. Because they they, they only want to share the not not that they the person, but you know, in their community, it's about sharing with other historians rather than oh, sharing sure. with 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 normal people and and especially you know trying to interpret history to someone else especially if you yeah. know nothing um, and uh, you know i'm okay with that but <laughs> it'd be really nice to talk to someone who knows what they're talking about because that's true but like it's hard to get like professors and people who are like specialists in fields because they probably want to only talk to other specialists so they can get something you know really out of it and they're not very open-minded to talking to the public about it, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. The, I, I mean, know. I've had a couple of professors on, and it's pretty cool <laughs> because it's like, I, I social media. She had, I, I don't remember what, the University of Maryland. She was from South Korea. Um, wow, go you! You're like trying to get the big, the big guns in. <laughs> yeah, but she has this. She's a, she's a social media communications professor, and we were just talking about the different types of Snapchat to Instagram, and why why is it important for this or 
how do you build your own brand? How do you become your own person on social media? Because a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it takes time, but you can learn that from her. I mean, like, it was was an interesting conversation. And, you know, and I, you know, 10 times smarter than me speaks much better than me. Um, Well, yeah. So it was just like very eye opening that someone could like that would talk to me. You know, <laughs> not, not that I'm a, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm a peasant or something, you know, compared to them. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it, it's just, you know, I try to make a joke out of it, but people, so, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So, oh my gosh. So, so, so what else is going on with you? I'm, I mean, we don't really, I don't really, like, we don't really know each other. We just talk topics. That's really that's true. We just delve straight into the big stuff, which I think is good. But yeah, yeah. So what you what do you have going on with like your YouTube and you know? So right now I am focusing on doing the um, two videos a week. So obviously Tuesday and Thursday. So I've been making a lot of content for that. I've been recording heaps. Um, I'm also working with. Um, the DJ Jay Rick on um, some new tracks, which aren't really the genre that I am used to, so it's kind of an interesting change. Uh, and I'm doing more music at university, so working with people and making and hopefully recording music, um, performing a little bit. About to do my first gig. Yeah, it's, it's going well. First gig. Oh my yeah. Yeah, so exciting. It's a big step. I I, I don't know. I, I'm so scared of being on stage. Like, I don't know why. Oh, me too. So it's going to be terrifying. I, I think you'll be fine. But it, I don't know. When people are watching you with their eyes, I get all glossy. Oh, I don't even. This is just making me nervous thinking about it. It's interesting, though. Because, like, I think it does become easier, like, the more you get used to it. Yeah. For a while, I was—I still haven't done it yet. I mean, I have no excuse, but um, prioritizing, you know what I mean. But like, I mm. just wanted to try like stand-up comedy or something like that, or um, you know, I don't. Well, know. the time is now. The time is now. That's what they always say. <laughs> you know, I'm, I just get very nervous when I get there. I mean, like, it's just a different environment from what I'm used to. But you know, I will do it eventually, and the time is now. <laughs> um that's like one of those things but and i have other things that i want to do like i've <laughs> like i don't know why but i've been thinking like ever since um the the was it the the mayweather versus mcgregor thing happened i'm i've seriously t- considered uh, trying fighting and i <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know why I'm saying this here, but because it's such a personal thing, because it's like, hundred percent. I feel, I feel the, like, I feel, I'm not that I'm suffocating, but like, I feel the pressure, like, like all I think about is that, like, all I think about is like, I want to train, I want to do that, like, but I, I also, you know, I know the 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 issues that come with it. And, uh, you know, you got to be not realistic. I mean, like, there, I've seen so many tragic stories. Um, and, I, I, you know, 
I think I'll be an outlier just like anyone else. You know, it won't happen to me. Um, but, you know, I just, I'm, and I'm honestly not at the level where I could compete. Like, you got to be realistic, especially when you're competing against someone who's going to hurt you. Uh, you're, mm. trying to, you're trying to hurt each other. You're not trying to kill each other, but you're trying to hurt each other to a point, you know, where the, you win. Um, and that's why you've got to train. And, and, and it's, it's, it's not overestimating yourself, not underestimating yourself, putting yourself like this is my level compared to this person and being realistic about that. Because yeah. if you go in, you know, say I wanted, I was, an, I, I didn't amateur fight. I think I, I most likely would win for sure. But it, then I go pro or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I don't don't learn from mistakes or don't try to improve i think you should just go for it though Uh, this is gonna sound weird but i feel like 2017 for me at least was being like the year of like transition and change and this sounds so cliche but i like i don't say this every year like i really do think that this year has been like the turning point in a lot of areas of my life and i feel like i've been given the gift of time these last few months because I just haven't really been focusing on the calendar as much. That sounds weird, but I kind of feel like I haven't been focusing on trying to rush through and looking forward to something at the end of the week. So I just kind of mindlessly go through the entire week. I'm just more focused on like time and really using it to the best of my ability. So I really think that if you want to do something like just grab it with both hands and just run with like just go for it this is the time for you to be trying new things and seeing if you even like it in the first place so just go for it like don't wait for anything i see like see that's the exact thing i would say to myself but it's hard to say to yourself i I know it is hard just write even just write down why why you want it like what are your intrinsic motives and and I, I understand like I, I know why I want to do it and it, it, it's so I feel like fighting is a selfish the one of the most selfish sport or it's one of the most selfish sports in my mind because it's all about you I mean you're not really fighting for anything you're fighting for to prove yourself to say that you could do it and for money those are the really the that's why they call it prize fighting. That's, yeah, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. Um, but, I mean, if it makes you happy and you spread an important message to the people who look up to you, that's positive, in my opinion. I don't I, I think, I, I think I, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely train. Um, I don't know how, like, that. that's a real, real weird thing about fighting because it's something that you don't know when you're ready. And if you're not ready, that's, it's not like anything else. You get hurt and... Yeah, it could be long-term damage. Yeah. So, you know, you need to take a good amount of time. I mean, there was, there was this one guy. Uh, he was a wrestler. Like, uh, have you, you ever... I don't know if they have this in Australia. WWE? They, it's like... Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like fake wrestling. And this guy wanted to go from that to MMA fighting. And um, did not go so well for him. Um, I, I think he I can imagine one was fake and one wasn't. Uh-huh. But he took time to train. That's what, what what was interesting. He took two years to get ready for his first fight. Uh-huh. 
and well, he wasn't ready at all. Um, I like I've never seen someone get hurt so bad so quickly. So it was me, like you know, oh, he was a little older as well, which which. And then I also, you know, when do you retire? That's like a huge thing that yeah. these 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 fire these fires. I mean, don't have to face like. When do you say you're done? You love it so much, but you're gonna do it to the point where you cannot even speak, or you cannot to 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 you you know eventually die from getting yeah whatever. And it's so tragic. Like, um, but I, I think I'll do it. I mean, I'll I'll definitely do it. That's the the, the I'll definitely try. Um, I also like other things, so there's never one avenue for one person. Like, don't, don't, don't get that wrong with anything. You know, you don't have to be one thing. You can be many things, um, and those many things, you know, uh, they can all bring you joy, and you just gotta go after them. And we'll see how it goes. You know, yeah. it's always it's always a learning process. I think improving yourself as it's long as you keep try. trying and trying, uh, it will happen. And, you know, um, building my confidence is what I need to work towards because uh, lack of confidence in anything can really. And, and, and people have inspired me, of course. Um, and it's, it's, it's time to see what, where, where can I go and how, how, how does this work? Because I don't know anything about how the business of fighting works. I don't know really know how much that works. I mean, I know a little bit, but you know, it's different to be in the inside. You have got to get studying and get serious about this. Maybe you can ask any of your viewers if any of them have had any experience in that industry to hit you up. Guys, if you, if you are in this industry, message Brandon right now and say your wisdom. Of course. And, and of course I'm going <laughs> to, it's so hard like i want to i want to get you know a couple fighters on here just i just want to get the the feel because i you know once you I, once I, i'm one of those people if i'm going if i'm doing something i i i, I stick to it and it, it's like oh yep you're in and you're never getting out that's just my model sometimes but you know i'll see what how that works right now just train 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 and, and train, train, train. It's just like always keep improving. And you know, also I don't. This I'm gonna do forever. I'm gonna be podcasting forever. I know that for a fact. Um, That's amazing. It's such I'm a good be, way. I, I imagine my. myself being like 60, sitting down, <laughs> talking to Isadora, four years <laughs> later, um, talking about you know how long of a journey this has been. But um, yeah. Totally, we'll do that, and in like twenty years' time, I'll see you back here. Yeah, it, it's a, that's that's like the crazy thing to me that I, I love this so much, but uh, I will always kind of put that that this will always be a thing. So don't worry about that. I know people get like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna leave, you you know, you know. I don't know. I don't think that's gonna happen. So, but I, Isadora over here needs to, you know, get on stage and. She's taking the steps, you know. How do you like? Are you gonna dance or are you just gonna sing? Like what? what? Oh, I, uh, I'm not the best dancer. The dream is to one day dance. I'll, I'll definitely get some lessons. Um, 
polish up my dancing technique, but at the moment it's just singing, and I'm also going to try and perfect my guitar technique, so maybe I'll be accompanying myself. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh, music. Oh, I haven't, like, that's one of the conversations, like, um, I, you know, the, the three most amazing things that a person can do is speak a language, play an instrument, or sing, or do any of that, and what is the other thing? That's it. Oh, that's only two. Oh my god. <laughs> those are only two good things. <laughs> okay, okay. There's probably a third one, I just forgot it, but those are, like, the amazing things to me, like, oh my gosh, you know, I have a, I have... They're really important expressive techniques, and I think everyone kind of needs that outlet, um, whatever it may be, that you do simply because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's quite ambitious trying to make that your entire life, but, I mean, that's what life is about, like trying to enjoy everything and appreciating everything. So, yeah, do what makes you happy. It's where the quote is. That's where the quote comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be a journey for you, though. I uh... Yeah, I see. I see. I I don't. I don't know why, but I'm more confident about other people than myself, which is strange. Because I used to be over. I used to be confident, like in everything I did. Like even as a kid, I was like, I know how to do that, and I didn't know how to do that. But you know, I, I had confidence. And uh, that, but with pe- other people, like uh, like I I envisioned so far ahead of like, oh, that will never happen. Like. Isadora, you're going to be singing all over Australia, not just Australia, <laughs> but America, Canada, Mexico. All around the world, hopefully. All the world. And eventually you're going to be singing in Mars because we're going to Mars, uh, supposedly. So, uh, well, you need that same drive and confidence in yourself. Yeah. I got, I, this I, is I, turning I, into like a little therapy session. And anyone else who's listening, like, it is so normal to be so confident and motivating or the people around you, but like, you know, give some time to give yourself that same confidence and same sort of motivational talk that you give to everyone else because you deserve it. Like you need to be there for yourself. And if you're happy and you're fulfilled, you're even more able to give everyone else around you more optimism and just being a better person helps the people around you as well. So don't forget to motivate yourself and compliment yourself and approve of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Accepting yourself. Accepting yourself is so difficult because, you know. So true. But, like, it's the first step to anything, really. And the more you hold, the more you kind of just think, I've got to be something else. I've got to, even for me, like, sound. Like, sometimes I feel pressure to sound a certain way. Like, but it just, it just bogs you down and, and really prevents you from making any positive long-term like benefits especially career-wise you have to be yourself if you want to get anywhere or you'll just end up being a really bad copy or version of someone else mm-hmm. yeah well whenever you make it as a as a, as a i don't know musician or a singer or whatever you decide to do uh, I want front row tickets, so that, uh, and I'll give them one. I'll give them, you, <laughs> have, you have front row backstage passes. Oh, You'll be interviewing the biggest stars as well. Like I always find that fun, but yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Any more vegan videos? I, I'm really, I'm really interested. Yeah. In those. Okay. I like I last videos on Tuesday. There's going to be a lot of those today. I'm going to be uploading one that's got um, a few vegan philosophies behind it. So that should be really interesting. It's all about challenging your ideas and. It's something that everyone I think needs to watch because it's almost like I'm kind of talking straight to you saying these are the views you hold and I think it's time for you to challenge them. So it's really, really interesting. So, yeah, check it out on my YouTube page. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just type in Isadora Music and, yeah, it should come up. Isadora Music, yeah. Uh, I put everything in links or description. (laughs) Thanks. I I I I know everybody has trouble clicking on stuff. You know, like, where is it? I can't find it. But that's right there. But, you know, <laughs> click it again. You know, see what happens. But Just click it again. Yeah, yeah. So, subscribe to her, follow her, whatever you want to do, guys. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, um, yeah. Collaboration, of course. Yeah. yeah anyone you want to collabs, hit me up. Yeah. We build each other. We don't break each 100%. other. 100%. Enough right. success for everyone. All right. Well, let's... That was a great talk. I really enjoyed yes, it. Yes, thanks so much. Um, that was our episode 50, I guess. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and later. Later. Bye. Bollards. Bye. Um,